0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 45 of the Two spotting Muppets. You're here with your host, Greg, and as always, my co-host, Grey. Welcome back to the microphone after a short hiatus. How are you, mate?
1: I'm good, thank you, Greg. Great to hear your voice. Great to be able to catch up on some sport. There is literally, mate, so much going on that we're not... We're just going to have to do a bit of a wrap and just talk about a couple of things. Otherwise, we'll be here, be here all night. And who wants to listen to that?
0: Yeah, no. No, def- definitely not. But I, you know, we, we missed a week, which is my doing, and bit of a busy time as we've, we, you and I, just chatting off here. I've just started a new job, so been quite flat out trying to get my head around that. So unfortunately, for for Gray, I wasn't organised and missed last week. But we'll try and get back in routine. Hopefully, only a short hiatus, and we'll get back into the sport. But as Gray just said, so much going on the last fortnight. We'll get through, have a chat about what we can, and I'm sure we'll leave some out. But let's have a. Uh, a bit of a bit of a chat and a dive into what, what's occurred over the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. Now, Greg, just very quickly before I start, real grassroots footy. I know you're busy last weekend, so I didn't ask you, but with a couple of the boys from from my from Touch Footy, we went into Henson Park for the uh, Food Footy and Beer Festival they have every year, and fantastic. None of
0: that sounds like no, none of that sounds like it could be a bad day.
1: Look, there would have been roughly. 11,000, but of course at Henson Park the crowds always announced at 9,872, whatever it is. A bit of fun. But, you know, just back on the um, days of the of the Newtown Blue Bags, just, you know, almost not packed to the rafters, but very, very healthy crowd, people on the hill, beer tents as far as the eye could see, hamburgers, whatever you wanted to eat, and watching, you know, a bit of New South Wales Cup, watching Newtown run around. It was, it was just a it was just a great, just a great Saturday afternoon.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic to hear. Great to see the Jets doing their thing and still running around, even if it's the New South Wales Cup only at the moment. But good to see Jets running around. Good to see crowds get out and support that traditional rugby league, too.
1: Yeah. Interesting how much it must have changed. The support the base, very traditional. Many people around in their new town, Newtown gear. Um myself, it was myself and um Dave, Dave and Tom and Brad. Tender would be a great day. Uh, Dave and I brought a Newtown jumper. I brought a hat as well.
0: Nice, No, that's good.
1: Yeah. And they're really good. They had a you know traditional and you know the Paramount eighties type tops and all sorts of paraphernalia. Yeah, great to see people walking around. But Newtown Marrickville being what it is these days, so a good mix of traditional, you'd say, rugby league supporter base and plenty of plenty of hipsters. Very good who are the, you know, who, who are people who live in that area and, and still love their footy as well. So it was just a great event.
0: Yeah, good, good to hear people, lo- lo- not just people coming in for memories, but people locally getting out there and supporting. It's brilliant. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, looking at, you know, just a, just a, just a great ground for an event like that. But moving on, Greg. Now, as I said, there's so much. So we're going to do, I think what we'll do, we'll do a quick wrap, and then we'll go ahead and have a chat about a couple of things. Sounds good. Because there's lit- yeah, because there's literally so much going on, it's not funny. And you mate, you just chip in wherever you you feel the need.
0: It's all yours, you go for it, and I'll see where I can add. If anything, could be your voice for the next half hour, which we'll all be happy with.
1: No, no we don't we don't want that.
0: <laughs> all right, let's let's go, mate.
1: No, we don't want that. Look, Greg, it's okay, it seems like an eternity ago, but the third salary of origin was played with New South Wales 24, defeating the Maroons 10. We had last just last week the fourth cricket test in Manchester. So we had it was a draw. Australia, as most people know, were very, very lucky. We were in our second inning 67 behind. Oh, we needed another 67 to make England bat again with one and a half or two days to go, four wickets down. And yeah, if they had had decent weather, in England 99 of 100% chance they would have rolled us and, you know, brought the series to two all. But, you know, sometimes you get lucky in your reign, and that's what happened. Your favourite event, Greg, British Open Golf Tournament was played up at Royal Liverpool. It's a pretty good course. And the winner was American Butch Harmon. I think it's Butch Harmon. I could be wrong. I could be thinking of another athlete with Harmon. But B. Harmon was the winner with, look, we had a good result. Jason Day was tied for second. There was a full. I think it was. So yeah, minus so Harman was minus thirteen. Comfortable win by seven, six shots over Straker and Jason Day and T Kim from Korea and Jay Ram from Spain. So, you know, just a really strong tournament. But yeah, Harman just way too good there. So that's the British Open done a very hel- and a very healthy check to, to Mr. Harman Well, you know, for all the top ten. As we know, with professional golf. Right, the Tour de France. Tour de France, Greg, you probably would have seen that that has just wrapped up. I don't know if you caught any of it. Not, mate. A little bit
0: late at night, flicked it on a couple of times, but no, I didn't catch a lot of it.
1: Yes. So, look, uh, no big surprise to to some. Um, Jonas Vingegaard. Look, I, I don't pronounce his name wrong. I heard him say it on the news, and it's not pronounced the way I say it. But the very, very, very good rider, Took it out for the second year in a row, so he was first. So in the general classification, so eighty-two hours, five minutes, forty-two seconds. Over uh, uh, Polakar was second. Adam Yates was third. Simon Yates, the brothers, I think, were was fourth. Carlos Redress fifth. Okay, so yellow jersey, Jonas Fingergaard, and he held it for most of the most of the tour. So another another excellent result for him. I think we might have mentioned actually, Greg. Not a great end for Mark Cavendish and his last tour. He had to pull out. I'm not sure how many stages in it was, but he had quite a nasty crash and and, and did himself.
0: It was. It. I didn't see it, but I know it happened reasonably early in the first half of the tour.
1: Yeah, it might have been a 12th stage or or even earlier. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> something like that. Yeah, it was. It was somewhat early in the sure that he had a nasty fall and couldn't continue
1: it's a bit of a shame formula one the last grand prix was the hungarian grand prix now we haven't mentioned it on our pod because it's happened in the interim but ricardo daniel ricardo is back okay for the alpha tory team yeah. full
0: time to the the little brother i guess they call it of the red bull the the brother team of the red bull team the alpha tory team which is not as well funded and has the second-rate engines, but at least he's back on the grid. You know, in in essence, with the backing of Red Bull, so that's not a bad team to be in, I guess. And um, he didn't do well. He didn't do too well in his first. He qualified okay, but then I don't think his car wasn't great in the race.
1: No, he finished thirteenth, though, which is not which is not the worst. He was no, not not a disgrace. No, not a, not a disgrace. He was fourth last, if you want to put it that way. So it was one off surprise surprise Max Verstappen first.
0: Yeah what what a shock.
1: Yeah, uh, Norris in McLaren second, of course, Verstappen in Red Bull, Perez in Red Bull third, Lewis Hamilton fourth and Oscar Piastri fifth. So Piastri's you know he's is accumulating some points, which is really good.
0: And his last two races, that one was fifth in the previous race before that he came fourth. So the car's obviously improved, and he's getting his acting, exactly like, improving as well, but the car must be a lot better than it was earlier in the season.
1: Yeah, getting better. So the, the Drivers' Championship, no surprise. for stappen is winning by the length of the straight. So he's 281. Perez, 171. So that's Red Bull, first and second. Alonso, third. Hamilton, fourth. George Russell, fifth. So two Brits, fourth and fifth. And Piastri is in 11th. Which for his first year, I think, is an outstanding effort.
0: Fine effort for his inaugural year in Formula One. So yeah, credit to him. Good start to his career.
1: And it isn't. And it is a you know, because of that such elite standard of it. Yeah, you know, normally your first year is you know just find your feet and and that. So to, to do as well as he's doing, I think is really really positive.
0: Yeah, no, agreed. Great, great start and showing that he's going to be. He's got the skills to be an awesome driver. Just see other teams go has so much to do with the teams and the cars doesn't it really there's some great drivers that just don't get in the best teams and really impacts on their results overall but he seems to be the goods and mclaren seems to be getting their yellow car a bit faster so that's good all-round
1: yeah we might have something for discussion at a later date Greg. but really look it's impossible in the real world but would it not to determine who is the actual best driver what if every car was the same
0: I've had that thought Let's have 20 identical cars and see what, ha- like, absolutely identical in every setup specification and see what happens.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that would finish, you know, who, who, the, who the winner, who the consistent winner of that would be. But we're, we're, we're um, hypothesizing because that ain't going to happen. Now, changing of the guard, Greg, in the men's tennis world. So at Wimbledon, Alcaraz in a classic, five set classic, you know, sort of brought back, I didn't watch any of it. Unfortunately, but brought back, you know, discussion and memories of the great rafter, uh, Rafter Goran Izvaninovich final back back in two thousand and one. But so Alcaraz won in five sets. So Djokovic took the first, six-one, and most people would have thought, yeah, here we go. Yeah, the contender's not young Blake's not quite ready. Djokovic is gonna gonna shit it in. But then Alcaraz fought back in a tiebreaker, seven six, and he, to win the next two sets. His um, third set was 6-1. Then Djokovic got back on top, 6-3, going to the fifth set. I think you would be forgiven for saying Djokovic will just have too much experience. But no, Alcaraz gone on top 6-4 to win an absolute classic uh, men's final. So, you know, bit of a, as I mentioned, bit of a changing of the guard there. Now, if, unless you've been living under a rock, Greg, the Women's Soccer World Cup, has has started uh, australia had a had a, an effective win it wasn't a pretty win but in our first group game
0: out of all the sport over the last 2 weeks it's the one bit of sport i did watch was the the opening round for the matildas the, in the fifa world cup against ireland it wasn't pretty to watch but they they you know hung in there and took the penalty opportunity they had and scored off it and got on them
1: that's right, they did what they had to do. Look, the, the major talking point, we'll have a quick chat about the soccer in a little bit more depth shortly. But obviously, Samantha Kerr's injury has, has been a major talking point. Now, the AFL is, is continuing on, as is the NRL. Now, with the AFL, both Sydney teams had wins on the weekend. Um, the Giants, congratulations to the GWS Giants, who are now in the top eight. They've won their last six games.
0: Very impressive. So,
1: you, know, you know, which is certainly you know above expectation. For them, we had the Wallabies unfortunately had another loss. Look, interesting, a great one for the neutrals, but Argentina took it out 34 to 31. So it's a little bit of a baptism of fire for Eddie Jones in his second stint as Wallabies coach.
0: Certainly hasn't been the magic wand that I think some people thought it was going to be with immediate turnaround that is some sort of Magic was gonna happen, the world. going going to become instantly competitive. But I think it says a lot about world rugby getting a bit more even and stronger as well. And credit to Argentina traveling to Australia and winning. That's that's fantastic. For the for the long term longevity of the game, that's fantastic.
1: No, no, it's it's really good. You know, back to the to the days of Hugo Porter 30 odd years ago. No, no well done. Well done to the to, to Argentina. Look, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think the worst thing for Jones would be to start winning and have unrealistic expectations i think it'll be a slow build for the world cup but i think
0: everything he's doing everything they're doing as an organization is heading towards the world cup so i wouldn't take too much interest in a too much notice of a loss now it's 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 a process they're in
1: yeah i totally agree and i think they certainly will improve keep improving and i think they'll be very competitive when that world cup rolls around the wallabies now, also Greg, the now we mentioned the Ashes and we'll go back to the Ashes shortly. The men, but also the women's Ashes. Congratulations to our women's cricket team. And it was quite an exciting series because we won the the Test, and as we know, it's a it's it's held over. It's like a combination, isn't it? I forget the right the right phrase for it. Com- hybrid hybrid. Co- yep,
0: yeah. it's like a hybrid. So they play a t- one Test match and then T20s and fifty over cricket. And combined, that's what the women's refers to as the Ashes. And Australia started really strong and looked like they were just going to romp it in again. But England came back to their credit and made it really close series.
1: No, it was a very close series in the end. And remember that Test match was a close-run thing as well. So a bit like the men's Ashes, it, it, it could have gone the other way. But our women look in the last match or the, the match that wrapped it up for us because England got on a roll and won. I think it was two. Was it two tweet? T20s or one T20 in a couple of one days, yeah. But yeah, so, so, sorry, Steph Perry, she saved our bacon in in a really important game, as yeah you know, as she has been known to do from time to time. So yeah, congr- congratulations to to our women cricketers. All right, Greg. Now before we have a look at a couple of things in a bit more depth, was there any other sporting events or anything across? That we, that we might have missed. And I, no, no doubt we have missed.
0: Oh, not that I can think of, but I'm sure we have. I've no doubt we've missed some along the way, but I can't think of any off the top of my head.
1: I'm, I'm sure we might get reminded here and there. All right, Greg. So just going, now we can just give a little bit more time to a couple of the, the major events. So we'll start with the State of Origin. So the Blues versus the Maroons, game three. It seems like It seems like forever ago because there's been, what, two rounds of the NRL since. But as I mentioned in the initial wrap, so it was New South Wales 24, defeated Maroons 10. New South Wales, it was Brian To'o tried, Josh Shadokara try, Bradman Best, fantastic in his debut, with two tries, a couple of penalties and conversions to Stephen Crichton for the Maroons, David Fafita and the Hammer with tries, Val Holmes one goal. And the halftime score was 18-10 to the Blues. I'll just say, firstly, Greg, absolutely happy to eat humble pie. I'm chucking into it right now. Look, but, but something has to be said, has to be hit. It's all relative. End of the day, it was a game that did not matter. It's a game that Queensland did not have to win.
0: How often has that happened in State of Origin particularly, where the, the third match that's a dead rubber... The, the the series winner doesn't win that third match, and that's exactly what it looked like. Humble, I agree with you. Humble Pied, New South Wales played well. The players they picked played well. But Queensland had nothing to play for, and for most of the game, that's exactly how they were playing.
1: That wasn't major. Yeah, that was still competitive. They were, they were trying, but subconsciously, it's 5% off their game, which at that level you know, is a lot. You know, it, that's all you need. Look, one thing, I was delighted with how the Blues play. I know we've had this discussion many a times. One of my bugbears with Origin is, particularly of New South Wales, we get sucked in to thinking we have to play a certain way. Like, New South Wales has more players to pick from, as we know, and they tend to pick flashy players and then go out and try and play what they call traditional Origin, you know, safety first, keep it in the forwards for most of the game, you know, don't take too many chances, which is ridiculous because the teams we have, we normally have the best attacking players. So I was delighted to see them play to our strength, which is attack. You know, how, how different did Ado Car look when they actually gave him, put him into, gave him space?
0: Look, I, uh, and I've been in this pod the first two origins to, I had written Ado Car off that he shouldn't have been picked, but talk about eating a humble pie, he was a shining light like in a team that played well he was a standout in that third game and looked every bit you should should have been there and i didn't think he should have even been picked so
1: yeah look cody walker was the
0: oh the how good player. was he
1: Yep, yeah, an attacking player you know just going out to attack at the end of the day you've got a score point it's still a game of rugby league where you where the highest points go.
0: but he was creative he, he tried a few things he you know bit unexpected sometimes in a good way. Not nothing outrageous, but just I don't know. It, it was good. It was really good to see him play so well.
1: Look, he, he played like as often he had his first crack at it you know, a few years ago and his first game, as often happens in Origin, it just passes you by before before you know it. And you know, the game's over and you you haven't done much. But yeah, just look confident. You know, as you said, not not ridiculous risks, but played what was in front of him, you know. And they got the ball out out to a left early, as I said. Gave Bradman best and Adakar early ball, you know, and you know put on tries. It was it was just great to see. Look, the forwards played really well. I I didn't see any real you know weaknesses. But as I said, unfortunately, as I said, look, the Maroons weren't quite on their game. Bradman best controversial selection. I've I wasn't against it, as we mentioned in the previous poll. I just thought he was he was way down on the pecking order. But he, he certainly showed that, you know, he can produce and he, and he is an origin, definitely an origin star of the future, I yeah,
0: think. Yeah, I think he showed he's an origin-level player. I was surprised he was picked with some of the centres that were available that were overlooked for him. But that said, he had an awesome game and didn't look out of place and certainly looked origin-ready and played at that standard without doubt for that game.
1: That's right. Look, at, will it be Teddy's last game? I think so, but it was great to see you know, a win at least. But as we have mentioned.
0: Again, he wasn't outstanding, but he looked better in that game than he had the previous two, but then so did most of New South Wales.
1: Yeah, look, behind them.
0: I'm, I'm not sure he'll get another run next year. That might have been his swan song.
1: Yeah, which, which probably puts us, on, puts us on, Greg, to the next bit, which is about you know, some people saying, oh, you know, that's earned Freddie another 12 months another year, I heard um, a mate of mine text me and said, no, the fact that they've got their act together, the fact that it took him three games to realise what needed to be done, shows he's not up to the job. Personally, I think they probably will give him another 12 months. I don't. Do I think he's earned it? I don't think so. I think personally, you know, you've had your go. Lots of talk about Ricky Stewart getting the job, but, you know, the NRL, I, I think that's a stupid move. Number one, he's an NRL coach. Number two, he's had a go before. I think the obvious choice, if they're going to go with Freddie again, one more year of Freddie and then Bellamy, because Bellamy finishes at the Storm and Bellamy to have another second crack. Yeah, with nothing else to worry about.
0: Look, I, I agree. Everything you said I agree with. I, I, I don't think he deserves another go, but they I think they will give him another 12 months. And look, you alluded to it. My question is, my issue is if they don't give it to Freddie, Who? Who's out there that's they've, – they've gone away from the NRL coach taking on State of Origin, which I think is a good move. It's proved for both Queensland and New South Wales to be the right thing to do. So if it's not Freddie, who out there is, you know, at that level that's available?
1: And now they're talking of, you know, relenting on that and the Raiders letting – happy to let Stewart take it. But I, I'm just not sure why they think that Ricky Stewart's the, the saviour.
0: But why? What's he shown that would make him the saviour for New South Wales?
1: I can't answer that, Greg, because there's nothing. No, nothing there. Look, you could argue Bellamy didn't do very well when he did have them, but that was when he was, and like Stuart, were both, you know, coaching NRL teams. I just think Bellamy he's proven to be the best coach in the game, or second, you know, at least on a on a par of Wayne Bennett. To me, it's a a no-brainer.
0: You'd think if he was put his hand up and said, I'll give it a crack and not at the Storm or not full-time at the Storm, he is the logical choice.
1: I believe so. But anyway, look, it'll be great. It'll fill plenty of papers in the next 12 months, you know, in the lead-up. Yeah. To me, I agree with you. Too little, too late, personally. But who knows? A A lot can happen. A lot can happen in... You know, a season or half a season of footy, so, so we'll see. But, look, congratulations to the Maroons at the end of the day. When, when it mattered, they were too good. It's still a sticking point, isn't it, when the fact that the trophy's not handed out to the end to the last game, yeah, you often get that. It, it
0: seemed a bit flat, didn't it? And I felt sorry for the Queensland players at the end there because they didn't get the the kudos they should have. It was handed out two weeks before it's uncalled when they actually won it. What a reaction they would have got, which probably they, they deserved an earn.
1: I understand sponsors and that you know they won an all tidy at the, at the end, but yeah, it's just not a good. No, it just leaves a bit of a, a bit, bit of a sour taste. Now, Ruben, Ruben Cotter are very well deserved. I remember we were chatting about who we think. Yeah, I get it.
0: think that was yeah, Liam's pick, wasn't it? Ruben Cotter. I think he picked it.
1: It was bit of North Queensland bias there, but no, he was delighted. Who was man of the match in, in the game in the actual third game? Good question. No, no, I actually will have it here. But it was
0: was it Brad was it best Brad Roberts or it
1: Cody Walker? Cody Walker. Might have been Cody Walker. It was Cody Walker, I think. Yeah, well deserved. Yeah, Cody Walker. Yeah, so, so plenty, plenty going forward for New South Wales to to work on and to be you know excited about. But Queensland once again, just way too good, and you know, they're going to be hard to beat again next year.
0: As you said before, kudos to Queensland. Great job. You know, they deserved every bit of. They deserve to win. They deserve the win, no doubt about it. So credit to them and we'll see what happens in two months' time, probably having the same conversation.
1: Hopefully not, but I dare say perhaps we will. right, Greg, while we're in this neck of the woods, just a quick talk about the NRL. There's been a couple of rounds since we last spoke, but we'll just concentrate on the last round. So we had had in the Mockbuster, Battle for the Spoon, Dragons 18, Tigers 14.
0: The Battle of the Bottom Feeders.
1: Broncos 36, Rabbitoh's 20. The Knights with a very good win against the Storm, 26 18. Panthers 44, Bulldogs 18. Warriors in a Golden Point thriller over in Auckland, 21 20 over the Raiders. Roosters back in form and Teddy, James Tedesco back in form, importantly, 36 over the Titans 18. Cowboys 24, the Eels 16 up in Townsville. And Sea Eagles 30. Sharks 26. So, I know you said you had a busy weekend, Greg. Was there any scores or anything that, that you noticed or anything that, that you thought's worth commenting on?
0: Obviously, the Newcastle score, what a credit to them for getting over Melbourne. I know, I know Bellamy went off and I would have had to have been at Storm Training this week, that's for sure. But, no, look, Newcastle did a great job, Played from what I read, played really well and deserved the win, so good on them.
1: Look, the best thing they have done is putting Ponga back to fullback. We said at the start of the year, this thing again about him playing 5-8, what, what were they thinking? And of course, two hour two now, it's just led to disaster. Why they keep messing around with that, I do not know. But not just him. Look, the forwards are playing really well. Tyson Frizzell is playing out of his skin. Look, Just trying to think of his name, the Phoenix Crossland, you know, filling in a hook is doing a great job. You know, the, the whole team is just playing really well. Now, the mockbuster, Greg. Look, the Tigers had plenty of chances to win that game, just couldn't get it done. Yeah, you know, Dragons. <laughs> it, look, it was a close match, but just like the first round matchup in Magic Round, the game the game was of the level to be expected of two bottom bottom of the ladder teams.
0: Yeah, I think I caught the. F- for, I only caught the first half of the match and end up switching it off. Yeah, it's hard. Look, both our teams. It's hard to get interested in at the moment the way they're both playing.
1: Yeah, but one thing I think, Greg, to when your team is down the bottom, is just want to look for some positives. And to be honest, there was plenty in both teams. Yeah, you know, plenty with yeah you know, with the Dragons. They younger Moan, I think, is is getting better. Sloan, those sorts of things. Yeah, you know, depending on what's happened, what happens to Ben Hunt, I think you know. There's something to build on. Tigers, some of their young forwards, their forwards have done really well all year, to be honest, you know, and some of their youngsters in the back line, major defensive issues, unfortunately, but there's a little bit of attack there, you know, something to work on. It's not all doom and gloom for those two teams, which is good. Now, great match, which I caught the Raiders and Warriors. The Warriors were doing it comfortably, 20 to was it 12, with one and a half minutes to go or something ridiculous, two minutes. And the accommodators were saying, "Oh, the Warriors just about got this wrapped up," and we were saying, "Just about." As if they're going to, as if the Raiders are going to get up from here. And as soon as you say that, you know what happens. Like, Raiders two tries in ninety seconds, twenty all with, Cro- with Jared Croker had a kick to win the game. As remarkable as that would have been, fortunately, only you know, just brushed the posts. I thought the Raiders were probably going to win in Golden Point. They had all the momentum. But Sean Johnson, you know, did his thing, just stepped up, cool as a cucumber, and put it through to to win at golden point for the Warriors. Now the Roost, as I mentioned briefly, Greg, I didn't see this game, but I saw the highlights. Look, Tedesco was just at his, you know, the the Teddy, the real Teddy.
0: Yeah, back he again, you reckon? Line,
1: backing yeah, up, backing up, mate. Look, I mean, the Titans were were pretty ordinary, but yeah, just the the Teddy of old. So. That all does well for the Roosters going forward. Look, yeah, look the, the Cowboys, good strong win,
0: aren't they going well? And haven't they turned it around? And it was happened to be magic round that they had that first win. They've hardly lost since then.
1: No, they they haven't. They've really got their got their mojo, and you know, steaming along. And you know, with finals not far away, you know, they're looking in really really good shape. They, they
0: they really are. Now
1: I don't know if you caught any of the Eagles Sharks. The, I don't know what happens across. Well, they they just went at the races. Thirty nil up, mainly were. And then all of a sudden, you know, Sharks got a, a try. So it was about fifteen to go, thirty to six, I think it was. And then the the Eagles just fell on an absolute heap. And the Sharks, I think Nico Hines was on about fifteen fantasy points after about sixty five minutes. And I needed him to do poorly to win my little match against against my mate Cookie. And in 15 minutes, he just put try assist, line break assist, try assist. He just scored about 80 fantasy points. And, and Cronulla, if there was another few minutes, Cronulla um, would have won the game. That's how much Manly had hit the wall.
0: I didn't catch any of it, sadly. And I, as you know, I'm quite a fan of Cronulla, so it would have been good to see him go round all right. But...
1: Oh, they looked great the last 15 minutes. But, you know, earlier on, the Eagles were just doing whatever they wanted. So, you know, they hung on. So good on them. So the table, because it's been extremely tight. So the top, okay. So the top eight, we have the pent So we have the Panthers, Broncos first, second, Warriors and Storm third and fourth, Raiders fifth. So Sharks are sixth, Cowboys seventh, Eels are eighth, uh, Rabbitohs are ninth. I'm for and against. So they're on twenty four points, the same as the Eels. Knights are in 10th on 23, as is uh, the Eagles. They're 11th from the same score. Roosters, 22. Dolphins, 22. Titans are at 20 points, so they're 14th. Dragons, Bulldogs, 15th, 16th, and the poor old Tigers on 17th spot on twelve. So ridiculous as it is, Greg. Anyone from the Titans up can still make it. And in theory, it will take a miracle, but the Dragons and Bulldogs even could, but they won't theory they could, but that's how that's how tight it is. Mm. It's been
0: a very close season all round, which we've said numerous times.
1: It's only taken to now, hasn't it, for the good teams to be moving away, and the middle teams, and then the the bottom the bottom teams. So it's taken yeah, it's taken a lot longer than last year, put it that way, for it to you know sort of find its find its correct its correct level. Yeah. Look so. We won't do the tips for this week. I, I'll just quickly read out the games, but it's up to you when I throw a tip in, Greg. I'll throw very very, very, very No quickly.
0: thinking. You, you name them, I'll tip them straight
1: yes. up. Yeah, just straight up. Broncos, Roosters. Broncos. Broncos. Storm, Storm Eels at the MCG, I think it is. Storm. No, Wallop is at the MCG. It's probably at the um, Marvel.
0: Storm. storm. Thank you. It is at Marvel. It, it, Is it Marvel, by the way?
1: Is it Marvel? Dragon Sea Eagles.
0: Dragons in upset.
1: Bulldogs, dolphins. Dolphins. Tigers, rather
0: Tigers in upset. <laughs>
1: They're paying 10 bucks, mate. Put your house on them. Raiders, knights. Raiders. In Canberra. Raiders. Panf- Panthers, sharks. Sharks. Actually, I think – no, no. One of them is in 10, Well, That's a Tigers, Rabidos. Um those. Panf- yeah, you said sharks, Panthers, sharks? Sharks. Yeah, and Titans, Cowboys. Cowboys. Easy as that. Okay. Now, Greg, last thing on NRL before we move on, I noticed the collective bargaining agreement and the stalemate between the Rugby League Players Association and the NRL is continuing. Is it just me or is it always this shit fight every time it's due for renegotiation?
0: No, pretty much this shit fight from what I can tell. Haven't they? Having the players said they won't do any media and now they're going to um, boycott the Dallium? Is that what I heard this week, that they're not going to turn up or – not attend the dahlia.
1: Yep. Apparently, apparently, this week they're going to block out the NRL logo. Can someone explain to me what that's going to do?
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting.
1: Dear idea. Oh Look, it's just a shame. Look, I'm totally for the association. People get a little bit. Oh, what are they doing? Clinton Newton's got no idea. But the players they represent. A lot of it's for those. It's not the superstars. It's not. I it's agree with the, you. The trundlers. Yeah. The fringe first graders. You know, trying, playing New South Wales Cup, trying to make first grade whilst having to have a job, some sort of employment, you know, it's looking after those sort of players. So, yeah, I personally think, you know, and it's got to be done right. They have to be looked after.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're right. It's not the superstars. and It's not those million-dollar contracts that we hear about. It is really those players that are in and out of first grade between New South Wales Cup and those those lower – you know, the trundlers, as you said, the ones that just make the cut in first grade but just hang on every week or then they in and out of New South Wales Cup. And and as you said, often those players have still doing part-time or full-time work on the outside of their sport. So,
1: look, And a lot of people in the media would bang on about lack of depth. But the thing is, if we don't look after those players, you know, they will, unfortunately, when they're 23, 24, say, oh, I don't be going to make it, you know, and go off and and go on the tools or, you know, or get a, get a desk job somewhere and they're lost to the game.
0: That's exactly right because often though, then they're starting families or have families and they've got to make that really tough decision. And if they're really on the fringe and not making enough money, then you understand why they've got to go somewhere else for money. I totally understand it.
1: You know, Yeah. And, you got, and then you've got, you got players who are fringe NRL standard, lost to lost the game. So, you know, that's, that's not great. So, yeah, look, I, I just hope they can get it sorted. And, and saw them soon. Yeah. Well, Greg, this last thing to finish. Obviously, the Women's Soccer World Cup is kicked off last week in Sydney in the opening, or New Zealand and, it's been played in New Zealand and Australia. Yes, it Both is. Both host nations. Yes, they won, 1-0 each. We mentioned uh, Samantha Kerr. It got everyone by surprise, didn't it? No one knew about her injury.
0: Yeah, no one. No, they kept that under wraps, the the Matildas, the the whole organization kept that under wraps that she was actually, unfortunately, injured, has a calf injury, is it? Hamstring, hamstring. Yeah,
1: yeah calf, calf injury. calf injury.
0: And they've said she's out for the first two games, but maybe longer. But yeah, that's. I, I
1: don't think she'll play. She, she won't play to the group stages. I don't she'll think
0: play. she'll play any of the group matches. I agree. She won't play till it really is counts, if that's how she f- is.
1: No. Yeah. And unfortunately, with calf injuries, it she'll, she'll definitely play in the knockouts, but it, she. Probably may not be 100%, but I think an 80% Samantha Kerr is still better than, better than most running it,
0: around. It, it's, and I'm not saying she's doing the wrong thing. She's totally doing the right thing. But how unfortunate is World Cup, her own home, home World Cup, you know, she's the face of football in our country. She's one of the, if not the best, one of the best female footballers in the world, face of the World Cup, and she's injured. It's really unfortunate. And I'm not. she's not doing anything wrong. I'm not criticising her. I think she's a phenomenal athlete. She represents herself, her teams. she's just pr- extremely professional, and uh, it's really unfortunate timing for this injury to pop up or rear its head for her
1: yeah look i, I think her professionalism shows in her and how, how they're handling this Yes, the easy thing would be to say, "Oh my, it's the World Cup, just get out there and see what happens." but they know that obviously it's gonna it'll just get worse you know she'll she'll tear it even worse. If they go out too early. So they're sensibly just putting it on the ice, literally and figuratively, I suggest. Yeah, until so. Yeah. So we've got two more games we play tomorrow, which is again, we play Canada. Canada's the final game.
0: Yes. I think it-
1: the other game is Nigeria tomorrow. Yeah. And they're a good, they're a strong team too. So, no, but we should make the group stages. And once we get there, then we'll have a little bit of time. Two. I'll just look up where the group stages finish. So the finals, yeah, we're getting into August, so that's another week at least. Yeah, you know, which and let's face it, time is, you know, time is what Samantha needs, absolutely, and lots of it, lots of it. Okay, so at the earliest fifth of August, so ten days at least, which is good. Yeah, you know, gives yeah you know, gives that gives it a bit of time, which you know for a calf injury can be a yeah is a lot of time yeah a lot, no, a lot no, of work
0: no, no. hopefully she, she gets on look they'll be supporting her and she'll be doing every getting all the treatment she needs the best chance of getting on the pitch for those knockout matches but yeah look, it's just really sad timing really is but don't you know, turn out a positive what the crowds have been amazing oh,
1: crowds the crowds have been amazing the
0: numbers that are turning out in both Australia and New Zealand even for even for matches which the home countries aren't involved in. In the middle of the week, there was a match at the Allianz Sydney Football Stadium at, um, the other day. I think it was Wednesday at 12 o'clock midday, and it was 40,000 people there. And Australia or New Zealand weren't playing. It was just fantastic to see people getting out and supporting a world-class female sport at that numbers. It's brilliant.
1: Oh, brilliant. And, and that said, too, as good as Sam Curry is, it's, you know, the World Cup, Australia is not all about s- Sam Kerr over, but the girls who played did an outstanding job you know we had Ford Gory um, Alicia Kennedy you know all of them you know they they did their best and you know did it enough played really well Ireland are a very def- a really good defensive team and you know they 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 did the nation proud so you know well, well done to those girls
0: no they certainly got they're, they're certainly doing it all the right way I don't like FIFA, but the way Australia's hosting has been good, media's supporting it, crowds have just been fantastic. So it looks like it's going to be a really positive event all around for the host countries, which is just fantastic to see for women's sport, which is absolutely on the
1: rise. Oh, certainly. No, it's a great event. And longer term, you know, everything goes well, you know, down the track, potentially, you know, increases Australia's chances. Fingers crossed, maybe one day of hosting the Men's World Cup. Yep,
0: I think it will, won't do a successful Women's World Cup, which it looks every indicator looks like it's going to be, will do no harm in eventually Australia being serious contender to host the Men's World Cup at some point.
1: Yeah, hopefully so. But no, really looking forward to the, you know, to the rest of the tournament. Now, Greg, we are almost D-O-N-E, done. But I know you love hearing my useless information. I, I do love have two your
0: trivia. Snippets for you. Hit me, go. All
1: right. So, NRL, Matt Ballon, you know, he used to play for the Eagles. Yes. He did also play with the Tigers. I'm not sure whether he ever got on the field for the Tigers, unlike Tigers to do that sort of thing by someone late in their career. But Matt Ballon has played three NRL grand finals, touched the ball 247 times, zero errors. Okay. Okay. That's not a bad effort, is it? That's pretty impressive. It is impressive, but that's only the warm-up stat. Now, this is about my old my team, my original AFL team, the mighty Fitzroy Lions. In 1916, now this would have been you yeah, know, because of World War II, uh, one, sorry, World War I, but there was only four teams in the VFL field of that year. So Fitzroy had the honour of winning the Wooden Spoon and the Premiership.
0: How many teams were there?
1: Four. So what happens is? So Fitzroy won three out of the twelve home and away games, but because there was four teams, all four teams made the finals, and the Roy boys then won three out of the next three games.
0: So they finished fourth <laughs> in the regular season, but then won the finals. Yep.
1: So I won the wooden spoon that, and the premiership. That
0: is true. That's oh, that's yeah. good. That's good trivia.
1: And the only time it's been done, I am sure. Yeah, and obviously because because so many of it of the nation's young men were, were
0: weren't off, available to play, in so yeah. Europe and yep
1: and glippily, you know fighting so yeah but still still a very interesting little, little snippet
0: interesting stat well, very interesting
1: I think, I think so yeah mate you'll sleep well tonight knowing that I will. Um, well Greg but thanks so much for your time mate I'm done
0: no I think that'll do us for this week it's a as I said a lot going on bit of a shorter catch-up but we felt I felt we needed to do one having missed last week so I'm glad we caught up got through the headlines and I think we'll be right for next week get back on a weekly track again
1: that'll be good no great great to get back on the horse and as always good luck to everyone out there playing sport or good luck to your team watching sport just hope everyone has a has a great weekend and we look forward to catching up with you again soon
0: absolutely well said and couldn't agree more thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you next week
1: bye Rob.